So welcome everyone again to um, a new episode of uh, the podcast that we are working on Aves. Uh, as you know, this is a podcast that is, is meant to be uh, related with technology sub, uh, topics. Uh, and today we have a special guest, Cesar Escalante, is joining us today to talk about uh, the new uh, development of Revit. We're going to talk a, a little bit about what is the goal of the of such companies as Autodesk. Uh, currently, uh, Cesar Escalante is working for Autodesk. He's uh, a special uh, part of the team working on the developments for, for Revit as well. Uh, we have a great topic, uh, and uh, it's going to be a really, really good talk because we are try we're gonna try to share with you today uh, experiences that we both have about uh, not only about the software but uh, how to, how a user uses the technology, and also try to try to share with the community a little bit of how the companies and how the the people is thinking to provide better technology for us as users. So welcome, Cesar. Uh, I hope everything is good in your side. Hi, Samuel. It's great to be here and collaborating with you. Uh, I'm uh, I'm based in San Francisco, and like you said, I work for Autodesk as a technical marketing manager for the AC uh, products. And my uh, my role is. Um, to sit between the intersection of product management and marketing so that there is a consistent message between these two different teams. Uh, and uh, I'm a recent uh, uh, employee at Autodesk, uh, been here for maybe seven, seven months. Um, but yeah, I'm excited here to share some of the insights that of uh, what, we, what I do at Autodesk and some of the things we've been working on in the past uh, um, year. That sounds sounds really nice. So wh why don't we start with uh, tell us a little bit more about this uh, type of, uh, of of tasks that you develop with the company? Because um, I think it's really it's really important to to for people to understand that. Uh, I guess the listeners here are more in the side of the of being a user of the technology, but not uh, not related to the marketing, not related with different teams that are are going to spread the word. You know. Yeah, so um, the so you're asking me what, uh, uh, how do I get to this role, or, or what is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, just to give a um, a little bit more of detail, like uh, since I was working before with Hog with uh, another companies, I think more in the user side, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, of the of the work uh, of the AEC. And now, yeah. now you are in a, in a new role, I think, that is also part of the technology and also important for the technology to be developed. Yeah, I'm an architect by training. And yeah. so I started my professional career. I studied architecture actually in El Salvador. That's where I'm from. Uh, and then I went to the U.S. to study at graduate school. Uh, and I was a practitioner for about uh, 18 years working in different capacities in different architectural firms. I started small doing uh, retrofits with uh, small firms here in Oakland, California. Mm -hmm. And then when the recession hit, that was in 2007, uh, the company used to work uh, uh, disappeared. <laughs> and so I was, uh, I didn't have any, um, I was a little hopeless and uh, I needed to find a way to recalibrate my professional path. Yeah. And 
uh, during that recession time, what I did is learn Revit. <laughs> and I, I had the time and I had the, um, the curiosity and I was young. And uh, I was, um, I learned it so well that um, I started uh, uh, tutoring Revit by placing ads on uh, uh, a website. And back then, Revit was a very new thing. And uh, big firms were in the middle in implementing the technology. A lot of people didn't understand how it worked, but I saw the potential and uh, I had the time to learn it pretty well. And so I started teaching it and that changed my career path. So I went from being an architect practitioner doing design to a design technologist. And what that means that I was now embracing the role of managing technology within organizations. And so I was uh, one of my first few jobs in this capacity was to work with uh, Autodesk reseller who had a consulting uh, division um, catering uh, medium firms in Northern California uh, about uh, beam implementation services. Uh, this was at ID8. Um, and uh, I learned a lot of different software there. I learned how to talk with customers and talk about digital transformation, which was a big topic for small firms. And right. um, in my capacity as an educator, I developed a relationship with large firms, um, which helped me secure a a job at HOK, which is one of the largest firms in the United States. And um, uh, I serve as a design technology manager uh, for the West Coast offices, uh, giving support to around mm -hmm. 300 people. And uh, from there, I moved to Gensler uh, about two years ago. And, um, and then uh, as a result of this recession, I again shift uh, uh, jobs and move into Autodesk, uh, where I was hired to uh, provide a technical uh, vision to the uh, uh, to the marketing team. Um, and I'm enjoying okay. my time here. Yeah. yeah, sounds sounds really good. Like a lot of crazy experience, I guess, in in your career path, and uh, definitely experiences that I have to do. Like. Uh, into better positions, I will say, and getting more like uh, familiar with technology, which is nowadays is fundamental for for any AAC company. It is unusual, you know, because usually when you're an architect too, and we all grew up with this idea that a professional path follow a predetermined way, but yeah. really not. Some, especially when it comes to technology and changing environments. It's, it's what you make out of it. And so I think that's been a big lesson for me as I grew professionally. Nice. So let's let's go ahead and, uh, and start with our, with our topic today. Like uh, for those that are unfamiliar now, like, well, I guess everyone has heard the, the word Revit, that uh, anyone that is related in this, in this uh, world. But uh, how would you describe Revit with your, with your experience? What is Revit? Revit is, uh, you know, the the crown product of Autodesk, and it's a software that uh, enables users to design parametrically 
in three dimensions and manage information behind assembles that are virtually created. Um, Revit Deliver BIM, uh, it's a platform that along with uh, many other uh, software that deliver uh, BIM-based uh, uh, processes. BIM mm -hmm. stands for Building Information Modeling, right? And um, uh, it was a departure from an analog uh, way of uh, delivering projects uh, because uh, uh, in Revit, the focus is not so much uh, creating drawings, but it's uh, create a virtual representation of a building uh, yeah. and managing the information behind that, those geometries. Um, so it's, uh, it's less about creating lines, but it's more about creating uh, uh, representation of objects that contain information that needs to be managed. Um, yeah. And, um, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And so um, the... Uh, this software is on April 5th turned 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so, uh, yeah, it's quite old now. <laughs> version 1 of Revit was launched on April 5th, year uh, 2000. Um, and, um, and you know what Revit means? Uh, actually, I don't. What, what, what does it mean? It stands for Revise Instantly. Not a lot of people know that, but yeah, that's what it, yeah, that's where it comes from, yeah. Um, yeah, that's I, that's a really good like thing to know. Actually, I always thought that it was just a, like a cool name that uh, someone came up with. <laughs> in, you know, in in when Revit Technology Corporation was a company uh, back in two thousand, uh, they created this this uh, this product with that in mind. And then uh, a year later, it was sold to Autodesk for 132 million. Um, nice. And then uh, it was uh, rebranded as Revit, uh, and uh, and ever since it it uh, really uh, switched the industry from a CAD world to a parametric world. Yeah, it's it's, it's also like um, how how would you say that Revit has come to the What's the impact that it has uh, developed the industry of AEC? So um, I think it was one of the it's one of the first platforms that really democratized the use of BIM as a process. And so for the uh, twenty years of existence, uh, we've seen a huge shift from analog way of producing of producing projects. Uh, to a more digital one, um, and uh, and the whole industry really uh, has shifted and embraced uh, the way BIM as a process, and Revit plays a big role on that. I mean, nowadays, I was reading uh, a statistic from from last year that about seven sixty eight percent of all construction projects in the world are now using BIM-based processes uh, where Revit plays a big role. And yeah. so it really has redefined the way we create projects, design them, and deliver them to clients. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is It is quite uh, quite crazy now nowadays. Like, um, 
we see more and more uh, people asking for, hey, I want, I, I need a, a BIM model. I need like a, I need a model for deliver my my contract. Uh, now it's becoming something that I, uh, just like uh, TAT technology used to be, that is like a software that everyone is using. I think one of the challenges still to to kind of define is uh, how to properly use the. One thing is using the software, and I think like another thing is using the tech, the the beam method method to operate, mm -hmm. and um, and that's something that is also really important for people to know that uh, Revit definitely is one of the probably maybe one of the the main software as, as you were saying to to develop beam processes and to develop like three D three D models are, are are used for construction, but also uh. The beam method that every company is using is different depending on the on the deliveries of the project, you know. And uh, I think that's when the people when people normally kind of struggle because uh, also like uh, well one one thing is knowing how to use the software, just like you were saying, like uh, know the tools, the capacity of the software, how far can you can you push the software to do some some operations and how. How, what are the kind of like limits that you also have as a as a user? Like, uh, I I think it all depends on the creativity of the user, you know. So, so this is something else that I was wondering, and I've always been wondering, like, who is uh, like honestly who who will be the 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 people that is pushing the technology, whether the user or the people that is programming the software. So I think that's like. Um, that's like something that I would like to do, to to ask today. Like, who who is who is the pioneer there? Like, uh, users of, or developers? Or how do you see this? Well, you know, uh, designers, uh, assuming that those those are the main users of Revit, uh, of of this type of technology, um, uh, we are driven by the desire of uh, making or or make things faster and more efficiently. And so mm -hmm. uh, our, uh, the architectural practice is, is really uh, uh, in need of a lot of improvement as far as uh, efficiency and documentation. And so when there, there are needs in the professional practice, uh, software developers are in charge of responding to those needs. Um, mm -hmm. But the developers are subject to the available technology at that time. I mean, okay. 40 years ago, AutoCAD just turned 40 years. And the only reason that AutoCAD was a transformational process is because of the rise of the personal computers. And that technology facilitated the creation of the hardware facilitated the creation of the software and the software responded to the user needs. And so uh, they go hand by hand, I think. Uh, in a way, technology on the, uh, on the hardware side has to evolve to a point that facilitates the tools uh, to respond to the needs of the users. Uh, but the, and then the, 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 the needs of the users also change over time uh, as, as you probably see from your practice, uh, the yeah, totally, totally. Projects 
projects need uh, are more complex. Owners demand more and better, and uh, uh, and uh, the the bar for the baseline of architectural deliverable is growing more and more. And so, I think technology, as new technology is available to us. Uh, we have the ability to create new values in the hands of the of the users. No, and that's something that uh, I think you just you just hit like a key component on on the on this kind of workflow. Like uh, every time that a uh, technology grows, the experience that the users are doing wants to go uh, higher and higher. I think like the. I mean, we will talk in a bit about this, but that's the reason we are starting to see generate design inside Revit, uh, a tool that uh, it was not released until actually last year, I, I guess, if I don't recall, uh, inside Revit. And that's a tool that uh, honestly, when I start like using technology or like when I start using a software such as Revit or or other softwares, I, I, I was not like um, expecting to see this kind of like a, Computational capacity to develop and assist on the on a daily workflow of design, and, and yeah, it's 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 great to see like a company trying to to discover like this kind of like a, a secret component that they can actually develop to to help users to to have a better experience on the on the use of technology. You know, uh, for me, like. Um, and, and for the computational design uh, work that we, we develop, not just inside our office, but in different companies, I think technology is just like, a, it's, it's just impossible to work without it. And, uh, and what we actually enjoy about the experience is to keep discovering more and more uh, innovative ways to use it. And, and that's, that's um, it is great to have this, this uh, the community just sharing, just like expressing ideas of it, because that's that's also I think like a um, not not only important but like a fundamental for for teams such as like inside Autodesk to to know the experience of the users so they can actually try to achieve uh, or understand the, the the thinking of the users and keep working like uh, side by side on, on how can we actually develop more and what are the needs. That uh, users and designers have to to for the technology. I think that's also really important because the perspective of one or the other are are, are also different. And um, and I think that uh, this 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 is another question that comes to me. Like the what is what is the important side of the use of the of the software? Like rather to know how to use the software or rather to have creativity to use the software. You know, that's a good, very good question. And I think, it, let's put it this way. You can have the best ideas, but if you don't have a way to express them, or if you don't have a technology to make it happen, it's, uh, it's just an idea. And so I think uh, the best designer is the one that has uh, the best tools available to them to express uh, his design intent or his, his, his design his design options um, a tool by itself doesn't do anything right? and so we need yeah. a user who's understand what are the challenges of the design and who uh, is able to uh, grab the best technology available at their hands 
to, to come up with the best solution. Um, so I don't think it's one or the other. I think uh, the most creative uh, ideas are those that are um, uh, certainly uh, uh, imagined by a creative mind, but the ones that are also uh, uh, translated into uh, graphical representations that we can digest and we can make it happen. And that's where technology mm -hmm. plays a role, I think. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's totally like, uh, I, I really like this also like, uh, I think for me it was just a little bit like that when I started using Revit, like uh, I was just looking a way to, to simplify uh, at the beginning, the how can I express something like actually also save save time for me is super important and and Revit for me like uh, since I started like using it in university like uh, I just realized that I was able to do the same stuff that I was doing in AutoCAD but just like in twenty twenty percent of the time that uh, uh, like it was just so fast comparing to you do lines in CAD. And at the same time, I was like getting a model that I could use for rendering, that I could use for like documentation. And uh, for me, it was just brilliant when I saw it for the first time. And I just, I, I was, I, and I, I thought that uh, at that time, like why people is still using like uh, CAD drawings when when we have like a, a tool that is just like this. And um, it is, it is great to see like how can you just express with the transition of, of time, like you can express better and better the ideas, you know, when, when Dynamo came, came to Revit, like that was for me, like a huge step of developing the software. Although that is like a plugin for Revit, but uh, I think it's just brilliant. The small things that are, well, they look small, but they're actually really, really big. And, and nowadays, like it's, it's just getting better and better, you know, and, and what, what, that comes to be before we go to the um, to talk about generic design for 2022 that uh that's something that we we would love to talk today but uh what is what is the vision and what is the mission for like companies such as out to this like now that they are during during inside this this great corporation like could you could, could you share a little bit of what what's the role that uh they are trying to transmit for the AEC yeah you know one of the interesting things of moving from practice into a software company is that the first uh, couple of months is all about uh, understanding um, what the Autodesk does and where the Autodesk jacket. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you have to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And, uh, and everybody needs to, to learn, you know, what, what is uh, Autodesk vision and mission and... Uh, uh, out of this vision, uh, it's very simple. It's just create a, a better world that's designed uh -huh. and made for everyone. Uh, uh, and then uh, the mission, which defines, you know, what is what we do uh, is to empower innovators like yourself uh, with design and make technology so that they can achieve what's possible. And so... Nice. Um, and then how we get there is that we, uh, deliver a product that is powerful, accessible, that provides the right tools and the insight to move design from an idea into something that is tangible. And, mm -hmm. 
enable the designers to achieve a better outcome with their products, with their businesses, and with the world. And so, um, so that's in a nutshell what what Autodesk has as a vision, and that inspire all the activities across board. Now, Autodesk is a big firm. It doesn't do just AEC. A big part of a business model. It's a, it's a, a, a manufacturing and uh, with fusion, and mm-hmm. uh, and also. Uh, 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 visualization like 3D Max, um, and so okay, uh, it serves different markets. And AEC is a big part of the of the of the market, but it's not only that. Yeah, no, uh, I, the 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 gamma or the amount of software that out uh, out of this has is just like uh, is huge. I guess I think they are definitely one of the leading uh, comp- companies. Uh, Using well, operating and sharing with the with us as users like these uh, these awesome tools that we can use. Like I, uh, for me, also Navisworks is just a really really cool tool. Uh, once you can actually uh, well, once you learn how to use it, and I think like just the steps that and just this kind of uh, playing with these uh, with these tools for me has become just like playing with a video game kind of that I just want to discover like what are the new features that you have and what are the new possibilities that they uh, that the teams are offer- offering for people to, to just go and play <laughs> and uh, and this comes with this comes with this uh, great question that uh, that uh, that we have for today what are the new features for Revit 2022 and uh, could you share a little bit of these great insights that uh, have been prepared for for users yeah, and so that you know, uh, just to close your last thoughts, um, Autodesk produced 122 products. I mean, Revit is just one Whoa. of those. Like it's a big organization. Wow. I, yeah, I, I was, I was in my mind, I was thinking you like maybe, well, maybe 20, 25, but 122. That's well. And, and this is all across, you know, the design and manufacturing and the uh, media and entertainment and AIDS. A lot are not obvious for AEC practitioners because they are not relevant for what we do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Revit is just one of the crown products that we produce in-house. And um, and yeah, as you know, every year uh, Revit uh, produces point releases. And this year um, we came out with a lot of new features and enhancements um, focusing in three areas. Uh, okay. Design productivity. Uh, that's the first one. The second was interoperability, uh, and then the th- third one is was uh, documentation efficiency. All right. Um, and so, for those users online who are familiar with Revit, you may be happy to on the first front of design productivity. You may be happy to know that you know, th- there are a few new modeling tools within Revit. I mean, one of them is enhancement in slanted and taper walls. Okay. Uh, in previous version of Revit, it was difficult to create a wall with sloping surfaces. Yeah. Now it's a feature that it's out of the box, and you can um, define whether uh, the degree of uh, a slope on the interior or the exterior side of a wall. And nice. I think that's going to help uh, feature design um, that's a little more complex on the aesthetics. Um, and that's... Uh, 
um, uh, I think that was one of the top new modeling tools available. I mean, the other big one, it's um, an upgrade to RPC content. RPC stands for uh, realistic photo content. Um, if you're okay. familiar with visualization, this is uh, this is a proprietary uh, format owned by ArcVision, and uh, it allow. Which is, which is a company that distributes and sells and information, assets to uh, renderers, including people, trees, furniture, uh, transportation, cars, etc. Nice. Uh, so last year, ArcVision created a new type of uh, of uh, uh, RPC file format, two point zero which uh, create a, a better quality of material rendering, uh, lighting, uh, sh and shadows, and better way to control the properties of an RPC file. And, it exp uh, and now Revit expanded the number of assets to 28 out of the box. So there are new cars. There's a couple of uh, planes. There's a ton of plants. And more people, and so nice, nice. that's shipping out of out of the box. Yeah, so it looks like this is this will keep growing for a while. No, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now there, there's 87 new uh, features and enhancements. I won't be. I won't have time to mention them all in this call. Yeah, but of course. <laughs> next big one in interoperability. It's um, the ability to link uh, Rhino files. Uh, in the past, uh, I think at the past point release, we were able to import Rhino files, 3DM files. Yeah. Now uh, you can link them and, uh, um, from a centralized location and just replace the link and reload uh, to have a hybrid uh, work uh, where you, know, you may have a, a conceptual a design uh, created in Rhino, and you can uh, document it in 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 Revit um, by just linking it. Um, yeah, and, and, and working with this kind of like uh, workflow is just I think it's really important to also like uh, between the softwares to try to help each other because um, we know a lot of people loves to to use Rhino. And uh, we, 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 we know also in the technology that we have a Rhino inside nowadays that is coming because also kind of uh, Rhino needs the technology that has or that Revit has, you know, that, that, that is lacking in the software. So interoperability is just like, a, I think it's something that every user kind of struggle when, when you have to admit, okay, I'm limited here. And I have to go and operate something in this other one, and that's something that, uh, well, I think in my perspective, when I started like using these kind of like softwares, I was just like always hoping to only need to learn one, <laughs> uh, just have one software for everything. But uh, with the time, you start like to, you you have to admit that it's just impossible to have one single software doing everything, and uh, and also know that just like you were saying, like a. Uh, 
some software are developed for for AC in Autodesk and other are for completely different things that are that are related to AC. Uh, maybe it's also construction. It's also design in in the in the main vision of the of the software. But uh, but it's just it's just great to have better like these kind of features uh, in Cypher software and, and knowing that. Uh, the programmers, the, the companies are also uh, thinking about how can we also make easy the collaboration between the softwares, you know? Yeah, and you know, uh, speaking of interoperability, uh, uh, this is a quiet, it's a quietly, uh, this, this feature has been quietly made headlines in Autodesk and is uh, this IFC4 certification. For those in the audience who don't know what IFC is, it's, it stands for Industry Foundation Classes. And it's, it's, a, it's a format uh, that allow software from different, uh, 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 from different companies to talk to each other. And in a nutshell, it's a, it's a common dictionary that describes geometrical properties of objects and data and attributes about that objects that are packed in a similar fashion so that they can be uh, reinterpreted by the different authoring tools. And so I am a big believer of interoperability. I think uh, multidiscipline teams um, uh, have this role, need to use systems and applications uh, there are, uh, according to the best tools that are in the job. I mean, Revit is, is one of the tools. There's other tools that are very good at what they do. And uh, for the longest time, software packages have worked in silos. And there hasn't been a lot of communication between them. But uh, uh, for the past 15, 20 years, uh, uh, the efforts of building smart to build this IFC format is now allowing uh, software like Revit to uh, be read by other type of software like Archicad or uh, uh, or AutoCAD, okay. and a lot of this a lot of this is the result of the commitment of Autodesk to work with uh, Building Smart and the Open Geospatial Consortium, which is an international nonprofit that's committed to make open standards across the world. And okay. uh, uh, the fact that Autodesk is IFC4 certified, it's just speak of Autodesk commitment to allow these connections uh, to happen and enable users to have uh, an ability to exchange systems and application uh, in a more streamlined way. Nice. No, that's that's the way it's supposed to go. I guess like that's the only way to to keep going. And uh, this this comes with uh, with another question that uh, I have uh, today. Like, what what is the what is the vision for Autodesk for web web based applications such as like uh, we, we know we have Beam three sixty, which is uh, honestly another amazing tool that Autodesk has been developing uh, the last couple of years. Uh, and 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 what what is it like? Is does Autodesk has like a vision or like a plan to go fully web based? Do you think like it, it will be possible? Like considering like the the technology is trying to be lighter and faster uh, to operate and play with, and and give also like 
uh, pro well, I, I wouldn't say free access, but gives uh, simpler access to the technology. Absolutely. I think that uh, cloud, te cloud based technology, it's a big part of Autodesk businesses. <clears throat> First mm -hmm. with Autodesk Beam Per 60, and nowadays with uh, uh, Beam Collaborate Pro, which was released to the market early in February. Uh, but here's the thing: uh, hardware, software, and the cloud are merging. Yeah. If you think about it, um, uh, subscription-based software. Um, uh, that is based on the cloud is is less and less relying in localized networks, um, and that has a, a lot of advantages. Uh, companies have uh, uh, have the advantage of not investing in uh, centralized servers uh, because the production will be moved uh, to the servers in the cloud. Um, it, the cloud allows to have infinite capacity of storage and infinite capacity of retrieving uh, versions of files. Um, the cloud is cheaper in comparison. Mm -hmm. I mean, an annual subscription of BIM 360 is cheaper than buying a new computer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, it's, it's information is secure, uh, at least uh, on the Autodesk side, the uh, cloud information meets international protocols of security standards. Um, mm -hmm. And then it allows multiple teams to work uh, and deliver uh, and collaborate live uh, in, a, in a single project. And so um, we're moving from this um, digital transformation from a static digital files to more dynamic files. And I think uh these converge uh this digital transformation converge uh in the clouds with the other that's beam 360 and beam collaborate pro um okay. uh, this year uh autodesk rebranded re beam 360 i don't know if you're aware uh and 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 call it now beam uh collaborate and so beam collaborate it's it's uh, the is the it gives you entitles you uh, to use uh, to have a similar functionality to BIM 360, but it also adds the model coordination module, which in the past was not uh, part of the of the subscription. Okay. Um, it also it's a move from Autodesk to incorporate the Autodesk Construction Cloud, and the Construction Cloud it's this big platform that allowed um, the recent acquisitions from Autodesk to work in the same platform. Uh, so Assemble, uh, Building Connected, Plan Grid, um, Pipe, uh, those are acquisitions that, uh, that Autodesk have worked over the years. Uh, but they've been working in ways to integrate them into a way that is consumed um, and scalable. And the construction cloud provides this platform where all these uh, pieces of loose software come together and, and integrate into a single one. Um, nice, nice. And that, in a way, that's what prompted to this uh, 
uh, relabel or rebranding of the BIM 360 technology and make it part of this larger ecosystem of software and and connections. Um, no, and so, at, at the end of the day, I think like it's it's just really important to make it easier, faster, and just just this keyword is also really nice because collaboration, I think, is one of the key facts for a successful project. So without proper collaboration and and also knowing the complexity of collaboration uh, using three uh, D models, beam uh, or information like uh, beam information that uh, it's all about information, is these are the tools that actually help you to make uh, simpler uh, and better, faster movements to the projects where everyone can get access, can just uh, start reviewing in the in the documents like uh, inside a platform such as this. Like uh, I always thought that, uh, or I, I, and I keep thinking that in the future, instead of doing drawings and uh, and a lot of documents, I think uh, like we will achieve this kind of like mentality to just have like a fully complete, completely accurate model. And drawings will be just like a, will be like a small part of the, of the final delivery. Because technology is just kind of evolving to 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 do this. I, I, uh, before we we used to kind of like put to the stuff and putting text into the information, but now we can have like uh, uh, elements with a kind of proper life where they have like a specific characteristic that uh, constructors or or people that uh, require they can just put in the elements. So I think it's just this this this. Uh, these platforms, they, they, they need to become like a, an, an everyday use for companies to, to use. And not only companies, but like to, to users to kind of play with them because uh, and try to give feedback to, to, to the authors about the use of it. I think a lot of people also do it, but uh, and, and probably they have a, a huge amount of, uh, of feedback from, from users. But I, I guess it's, is it's not every user that is giving their feedback to the to companies, you know, and also just just having these kind of conversations where where the users and the companies kind of get uh, get together, you know, just like uh, this small conversation that we are having today, and just sharing ideas gives us like a better understanding of where 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 technology is going, you know, and um and I would like to to finish our conversation today with this last question like what 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 is the uh, the vision for like a, a company such as uh, an autodesk to or and, and, and not only the company but uh, what is your vision also for like this company to to kind of follow up with for the for the years to come you know um in several fronts i think uh uh there's a lot of research going on inside Autodesk to define what's next. I think the notion, and you hit it right uh, in your previous comment, the notion that uh, in, the in the very near future, uh, we want to have software to download and install. Um, the days of uh, installation are doomed because everything, in my opinion, will be run from the cloud. And we see ex very clear examples, you know, Fusion 360 runs on the cloud and uh, Formid also runs on the cloud. There's nothing to install at a desktop level. 
and they have great advantage because there's no need to um, uh, to uh, deploy and uh, uh, work the logistics of incremental uh, updates across organizations, which take a big toll on resources. Uh, but I think the integration of software with the cloud would be completely seamless in the very near future. Um, other right. things that Autodesk is um, working on R&D, it's uh, the collaboration of human and machines and robotics. Nice. This nice. interface between the work that we do as designers and what machines can facilitate, um, it's helping us to uh, develop better and faster products. Uh, a big uh, that's one area. The other the other big area is uh, focus on the life cycle of the design artifact. So mm -hmm. we know that you know, Revit is good for documentation and design, uh, but it's what's a little less clear is how we made the connection with uh, pre-construction, construction, and facility management, and yeah. so. Uh, a unified uh, workflow that moved data seamlessly uh, without a loss of resolution from conceptual to operation. It's something that um, we're researching uh, a lot. Um, and I think the other, the other big one, um, and this is the result of the pandemic, <laughs> it's how to help our customers to design products and environments that are safer, that are healthier, and they are more resilient. Uh, uh, and, you know, a big example of that is uh, the, in Revit 2022, we have the People Flow Toolkit, and which is a new feature in Revit 2022, which allows us to uh, establish rules for physical distancing within confined spaces. Uh, and these line of uh, uh, of uh, feature development could not have happened if the pandemic wasn't requiring the need to do yeah. that. Yeah. And so uh, uh, there's a big shift and look at at health and resilience as main topics of uh, software development. Uh, yes. And I think I mean this big this big three topics is what I think. Uh, the line of future development will look like for Autodesk. Um, and hopefully we can have another podcast in a couple of years to tell you how, how, how we're doing <laughs> that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I, think, I think it's a technology also adjusts to the needs, just like you were saying. Uh, it's great to see like a not not uh not only after this, but knowing that uh brilliant people such like you are, are working and sharing like these kind of like uh operations and sharing the vision sharing the ideas uh i think uh the audience here will be really happy to just listen to this uh brief conversation of how can how technology will be moving the the years to come uh we we, we, I think also users such as, uh, that, that we just like, start like loving this, this part of, of the, of the design where, where you are, uh, assist by the, by tools of, of software and programming. Like, uh, in the future, like when we talk about web based, it's definitely a great step, a great step, a great way to actually start operating. Um, 
we know also that uh, technology is always like changing. It's a constant that uh, it's adapting, it's getting better, faster, it's improving the whole time. And, uh, and I think you designers, we are just like uh, in love of, of changing <laughs> and, uh, and, and knowing more, more, uh, more ways and more, more efficiency in the, on the ways that we design. And, and having to, uh, having this, this source and these tools is just like, uh, it's just a step for us to kind of, uh, collaborate to make, make, make power of, or be part of this vision that you were sharing, uh, about after this, like, uh, doing design, uh, doing that, uh, a fair design for the wall, you know, and, and, and now to that, it's kind of like just embracing this, this, uh, this vision for, for the rest of us to kind of like be part of it. You know, I think it's just like, um, it's just brilliant. And it's been great to have you today, Cesar. Uh, thank you for, for being with us today in the podcast of Avis that we are working. Uh, if anyone has like, um, anything that wants to know more about Autodesk, uh, you can, you can contact, uh, uh, Cesar to LinkedIn as well. We can find it. Uh, we will leave the, the, uh, the information in, in the, in the post, just like in every episode. And, um, anything else you want to share before we leave uh, today, uh, Cesar? No, uh, I mean, one, one thing that became very, um, uh, clear for us is that we could not exist without the support and the feedback from our customers. And on the Revit front, um, we have open forums where, that are uh, open to anyone to contribute on how, how customers would like to see Revit evolve in the future. So if you go to auditors.com forward slash Revit ideas, that is the place wow. to add features to their software, vote for uh, requests, and uh, um, uh, and be part of a community of uh, uh, of users who are moving the future of our product. So I encourage you to to sign up and uh, and contribute to the progress of our of this great software. Perfect, perfect. We will we will check the site and everyone else there listening, go ahead, check the site. And once again, thanks for being with us today, Cesar. Thanks, Samuel. Uh, pleasure. We look. Yeah, we will. We we look forward to to have more conversation about this vast amount of products that uh, Autodesk has to offer. I know every detail of it, but that that's that uh, will be maybe for a different call. And uh, don't don't miss the, the the next podcast to come. We still have more and more information that we want to share with us. And today is just a brief part of like the the wall of the tools that we use to to actually create design and, and be part of this amazing world of computational design. So thanks Better. everyone and goodbye. Thank you, Samuel.